0: A playlist original.
1: All right, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Back to the Blockbuster. My name is Gaius Bowling. Uh, This is Jackson's official first anniversary episode of the podcast and it's already happening in January so we're already getting it out of the way at the top of the year of the new year yeah I'm Um, excited
0: for it yes this is a great movie to start
1: yeah for sure so like you know like I for everyone um listening like I send I sent him like this I think it was like a web page of like all the like movie anniversaries for 2023 and it kind of breaks it down by like like five years 10 years 15 20 like kind of like that and um he was like, one, that's a really good thing to have, just in case uh there's one that you really want to have." And then um the first Definitely. one I s first one I saw was uh a, a little little uh found footage monster movie called Cloverfield uh is turning uh fifteen on January eighteenth, uh this year. Uh it was originally released January eighteenth, two thousand eight. Um you know Gosh, I,
0: I feel sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. Sometimes these make me feel old because I actually can remember when i saw like the first trailer which was like an amazing like what the fuck is this movie kind of trailer it like really surprised mm-hmm. like everybody when uh it first premiered a- ahead of the first transformers movie um and then of course you know there was all like the viral like internet marketing with the way they kind of like promoted
0: the movie
1: like not really telling you what it was almost in, like until you had to go see it
0: um yeah they didn't even include the title did they And the josh green uh, put out a little trailer with no title uh, right
1: like like jj uh, jj uh, abrams yeah yeah there was no jj like, abrams right yeah yeah yeah. no like no title no like you could like maybe assume what it was but like there really was no like uh you yeah, you're right yeah i think it might be a monster movie uh but i still don't quite know <laughs> so there was that uh but uh you know i it came out in the time too when like the found footage stuff was kind of like dying a little bit it wasn't like 100 strong and it made a good case that there are some good movies uh to be made like this if you do it right
0: um yeah it came right off the heels of uh, paranormal activity right just a few months after that uh, and, and then like some great found footage horrors
1: yeah you, you have like uh and of course, I think later you get like, you know, that genre still stays alive. with like, you know, a few years later, you get like Chronicle and stuff like that. So there is like you can make good movies with this concept. Um, they just have to be a bit original. Um, just to give you guys a little uh, in case you don't know anything about Cloverfield. Uh, like I said, it's a found footage monster film directed by Matt Reeves, who has mm. gone on. Got on to do uh, some great, great things. Uh, Jackson is currently holding up his copy uh, that, that you stole from Blockbuster, right? Didn't we talk about that last week? <laughs> That's right, yes it did. Which
0: is funny that now we're covering this now because I had this copy and then Blockbuster went under and it uh, never made its way back there. So this is still the copy that I watched and what I watched last night.
1: Yep. So, like, uh, yep. So he has his, his stolen copy from Blockbuster. Um, <laughs> my, my copy is somewhere on my uh rack. I actually watched it again last night too. Um, but yeah, directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, and in case you guys don't know who he is, you know, after this, uh, it's crazy because he, <laughs> I think it's funny the way that him and JJ Abrams came up because, like, JJ Abrams, uh, his first big show was a show on the WB called Felicity, which is like a coming of age, like, college drama and okay and he actually worked on uh that show with jj abrams and then of course like jj abrams went on to like kind of do like i think the first like kind of like action thing he did was alias was like a tv show with jennifer garner and then of course jj abrams like took off and did a bunch of other stuff uh reinvented star trek yeah lost reinvented star trek uh you know reinvented star wars uh (laughs) and then and then matt Reeves after this you know it didn't do well but he directed a uh a reboot of let me in which a lot of people love it just didn't make a lot of money uh but then he went on to do dawn of the planet of the Apes in 2014 and war of the planet of the Apes in 2017 and of course you all really know him for directing uh 2022's the batman uh and bringing that uh you know f- franchise kind of back to life in a very mm-hmm. new way but like yeah it's interesting to see like people's humble beginnings like where they kind of Start <laughs> and where they end up you now. Just,
0: I just had that phrase lined up in my head to say, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That. yeah, uh, but yeah, Ooh. also produced by um JJ Abrams and written by Drew Goddard. These guys have all like worked together a lot in the past. Like, uh, Drew Goddard had also worked on Alias and Lost, uh, he also not with JJ Abrams but had worked on like Buffy the Vampire, Sarah Angel. They really know this kind of like genre filmmaking and like writing and stuff. And they work really well together. Um And as far as who the film stars, they were able to get away with having decent names, but like, not distracting you by like, who they are, because like, it's a found footage movie, right? So there has to be some like, submission of disbelief, like, these are real people. And like, you aren't really want to be like, oh, like I, well, I know that's so and so, right? You know, I know who Lizzie Kaplan is, but, like, she, at that time, was, only really knew her from Mean Girls, and, you know, oh. it wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't a face. Is she that Gretchen? I, no, no, she's uh, Janice Ian, she, so she's, like, the... Oh,
0: okay, yes. Yeah. Wow, yes. I didn't make that connection. That's funny.
1: So Yeah, and see, it worked on you. Uh, yeah. So, then, like, yeah. uh, Je- Jessica Lucas has gone on to do a lot of stuff, too, but at the time, she could easily be in this found footage movie, and I'd be like, she's just some girl. <laughs> just a regular girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- TJ Miller, Michael Stahl, David Matt, Mike Vogel, and Odette Yutzman all star in this movie, and the plot follows six young New York City residents fleeing from a massive monster and various other smaller creatures that attack the city during a farewell party. Um, I don't know, I'm gonna ask you first when. So, did you <laughs> first see it when you got uh, like this particular like stolen copy from the video store yeah <laughs> I
0: think so like I don't recall so this just for some context uh I would have been this would have come out in January 18th right of 2008 yeah, yeah. so at yeah. that point I don't recall seeing it in theaters I only would have been nine years old though um so I think I'm thinking I was probably 10 by the time this would have came out on DVD and I would have seen it for the first time and it's yeah. one of those movies that I I can't I'll never really know how many times I've actually seen it because I had the copy lying around for so long. And as a kid, I, I remember seeing it at least multiple times, but I'll never really be able to put a number on it. Um, many yeah. times, though, for sure. But in my, you know, after my adolescence and in my actual, the beginning of my cinematic discovery and love for movies. I <laughs> Yeah, adulthood. I'll say I've seen it probably two or last night might have been the third watch I've seen, um, at least since I was a kid. Um, but I do have some fond memories of watching this movie growing up, uh, being terrified in particular of the subway scene in which they are attacked in the dark, the night vision, great night vision scene yeah. where they turn on the, they enable the night vision on the camera yeah, and you yeah. see the three or four, four. monsters. Yeah. On the, uh, and then the scene with Marlena, we're going into spoilers with this, are we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Wanna, guys, yeah? guys,
1: if you have, if you guys haven't seen this in the last 15 years, I, that's, what, that's gonna be that's gonna be on you so I, but yes yeah. there will be spoil, there will be spoilers
0: okay uh, <laughs> so the scene where the character of marlena explodes into a pool of blood more or less in the military tent used to literally sketch the shit out of me when i was a kid so that that was a, one scene i was looking forward to seeing it again um so yeah long story short i've seen it at least we'll say five times um great rewatch though
1: yeah what's, um, uh, what's your experience with this one so my experience uh, you know i will I will go back a little bit to the, the first trailer that they uh, released for this. Uh, you know, like you like you said, they released uh, a teaser trailer ahead of screenings of Transformers in 2007 without a title. So at the time when we saw Transformers on opening night, while we should have been talking about Transformers and how like decent it was for us, it was decent. I didn't love it, but it was decent. All yeah. we could talk about was what the fuck was that trailer for? <laughs> that other that thing at the beginning, of the, like, what was that? And that's all we could talk about. And like, we became like, so like obsessed with finding out anything about it. And I think that the, the marketing campaign, they knew that everyone was, cause like that was like a big part of the story after that opening weekend was like, everyone's talking about this trailer that like, no title, just, it looks like it's a random like camera footage from a party. And then there's explosions in the, in the distance and then there's chaos. And then the Statue of Liberty is like, head just goes rolling down like the street and that was it and yeah so from that point in like what was that the summer uh we went from that point until January being like what is this movie and like they didn't really they released another trailer ahead of uh Beowulf that eventually gave a title but even then there wasn't a lot like okay what is Cloverfield then we still didn't know like what it was gonna be like you didn't assume that it would be a monster movie just based on like the general mass destruction going on, I guess. Right. Um, uh, and I, I think at the time, one of my buddies was like, I'm getting like Godzilla vibes from this. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, sure. That could be it. But we got so sucked into like that whole like marketing campaign where we were just like, we have to deal with this is. Right. So I will say, you know, we could have easily been let down when we finally saw it in january on january 18th i saw it opening the opening night and i was happy to say that i was not disappointed in it and i thought that it lived up to whatever I, hype i created in my own yeah about about what it was going to be
0: I, I gotta give props to the g- genius internet marketing campaign that this movie would have had at the time would have been relatively um not utilized this was 2007 this movie was being promoted the right internet at the point it was relatively new, especially being used for this sort of thing. So I'd say um, the people, the creators behind this movie did a really good job utilizing that for the yep. marketing for this movie, which makes it special.
1: And they actually like they cut that trailer together without having like a complete like finished film. It was kind of like it was, it was almost Ooh, like how you would do, like, a, like a sizzle reel, basically. Right. Uh, okay. And, and they were still kind of like mapping out even the rest of like the story uh for it uh so it was like i mean they, they they had in their head like what it was gonna be but it was like let's like build hype already with what we've kind of been shooting uh and like you know build in- anticipation that way and you right. know it also makes it always makes me wonder right so many like movies can do this Like, they can have this kind of special kind of marketing attached to them. Like, Paranormal Activity, when that came out, they did the whole, like, oh, like, request this movie in your city. They made it, like, a smaller thing before it became a bigger thing. And, like, it makes me wonder why everyone else has to try, like, really impressive, like, smart marketing campaigns like this. Because, like, that's how you sell a movie without,
0: and, like, you know. Word of mouth goes a long way.
1: I was like, we were saying in another episode that we recorded today, that trailers show way too much. Uh, this is an example of this. like, this is an yeah. example of like, yeah, you're, you're showing me something, but not, not too much. And I, you're not even giving me a title. I don't even know what it is. And like, cause it starts yeah. out as like a, a normal, like it's just like cutting between like the stuff at the party, like really mundane, like early, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, like relationship talk, friendship talk. And then all of a sudden there's just like, chaos and you don't even know what what's causing the chaos and a lot of screaming a lot of running and of course you know statue of liberty and then boom that's it
0: Which such an iconic shot of the the yeah. head rolling down the street smoking a couple of buildings first and even like they play on it with the cover of the movie like as i showed earlier like, the statue of Liberty with no head like that yeah. will forever be an iconic um, scene and cover i think like just in film and uh yeah. just so like ominous and foreboding about what's to come and the movie does a great job of building its monster again doesn't show you too much it does but by the, by the time the runtime's over you do get a good glimpse and idea of what, what, it, of what yeah. it looks like but uh, through Right. the movie you're only seeing it in small glimpses, mostly on a television screen which i just think it just pays dividends in in terms yeah. of leaving you wanting more um right. so just props props for that
1: yeah uh to kind of speak on the marketing too because i think this kind of helps that like uh jj abrams had a really good experience doing this kind of marketing because of course he is the brainchild behind loss and loss had very similar like mysteries like what is this like what do we like what kind of show is this and They wanted to make similar viral tie-ins that were similar to, like, The Lost Experience, which was what they were doing, like, to promote that series. And that's when they all decided they were going to create a teaser trailer that would be a surprise in the light of the commonplace media saturation. And rather than edit a teaser from footage taken from a finished film, the footage was captured during the preparation stages solely for the creation of the teaser. So, like, they just, like, it was just all prep footage, and nothing from, like, the movie itself the finished movie itself which right. is like really a really cool uh thing to do and actually small Par- stuff
0: like that to love yeah
1: and, and paramount and paramount pictures encouraged them uh to attach uh the teaser without the title and uh usually mm-hmm. the motion picture association won't approve of that because they want to like know exactly what kind of movie you're selling but they also approved it and said that they could re- uh, release the teaser trailer without a title uh, it sounds like the stars
0: aligned. <laughs> so actually, actually the not o- something you'd think.
1: Yeah, the only thing that they showed in that teaser trailer that gave you any indication of what was coming, because this teaser trailer came out in July 2007. Uh, all they showed was the release date of January 18th, 2008. And that
0: was all. Wow.
1: <laughs> so yeah, very, very uh, smart uh, thing to do. Um, you know, watching the movie again, and I actually felt this way too. I actually like that there is like a slow gradual buildup to what happens. Cause it makes it feel like it's a, a real life situation. So I do know people who, who eventually saw the movie and like, don't like it as much. Cause the first, like, how, how long is that set up? Like with the, all the characters and like him having to, he's leaving and there's that whole situation with the girl. 15, 20
0: and, minutes at least.
1: Right. So, and like, I understand. So like the whole thing with like, um, uh, Beth, and then the uh, the lead act, uh, lead guy, Michael Saul David, his character Rob, like, you know, we learned that they've had a relationship, they've since broken up, she has a new boyfriend, uh, he's moving away, It's um, a lot of angst going on <laughs> at the party.
0: <laughs> yes, there is. Uh,
1: but I guess what I like about it, though, because like, when you're in these kind of like found footage movies where it, you're not supposed to appear like you're acting, I thought they all did a really good job of like, feeling like they were real people. Like they were i never felt like i was watching like actors playing roles and i think that uh you're right that whole setup that whole 15 20 minute setup is important because when stuff does go to shit, you want to care about them on some level uh and you want them all to make it out um so people that do complain i mean i, I guess i can see it because it is a lot of like I why one buddy say he was just like oh, i just feel like i would want to hang out with any of them after you watched it um but it's important i think it's important to kind of like establish like who they are and again make it feel like it's a yeah. real uh a real life uh situation and occurrence and for the most part yeah. i think like most of the characters are likable um i yeah for, yeah, for the most part. I guess for the most part,
0: I had some mixed I feelings. Re- sorry, re rewatching, just thinking of the character that T.J. Miller plays, hud Yeah, like- I was
1: gonna, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna
0: say. <laughs> he's a mixed bag. Like, yeah, he's fun-loving and like a little bit humorous. And there's things I like about his character, but like on the other hand, like his dialogue for the most part, like kind of annoyed me last night. It was all part of his character. Like it was to be expected, our, I guess. And
1: he's our eyes. He's our like lens yes. through like the whole movie. So like, yeah, you- you're with you him kinda- the whole time you kind of like need to like him but like he's kind of annoying um
0: but he plays the character well
1: plays well he's meant Um, to be annoying
0: he's meant to be a big mouth
1: yeah yeah kind of guy for sure and like uh actually i the one character i do i mean i actually like most of them but i think lizzie captain's character is really cool i like marlena so he's snarky and kind of funny um and it's also kind of you know she's not really into talking to uh hud uh just tj miller's character um But eventually, they kind of like in their own little way before, you know, like Mm. you said, what happens to her, they kind of like everyone's Mm. kind of like connected on some level because they've all kind of like stuck together, even though they initially do not want to go. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know, like once all the chaos happens and there's that first massive explosion, Beth and the boyfriend have already left the party. Uh, He has regrets about what he said to her. (laughs) Uh, Kind of (laughs) mean stuff, I guess, at the party. Um, And the main plot point for them is like, he wants to go find her Uh, again. I know a lot of people that are like, there's no way I would like run across, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what was this New York city to go like, find one, find one person uh, (laughs) during this like high level of mass destruction. Um, But you know, he loves her, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: I get behind it. Honestly. Like I I did enjoy it. I could see, I think they painted a good uh, reason for him have like going into the thick of things and into the shit like for the girl that he loves he, there's a point where he says to a military officer he, who he's trying to get to escort him there he's like you got to help me like the girl i love more than anything is trapped and needs our help and i just really bought into why he he was trying to go why? get bath yeah. yeah i
1: agree too. um i also and this always gets me because i every time i wa- and i watched it last night on full surround sound so he's having that conversation uh with his uh brother jason played by mike vogel after she has already left and like they're just having this conversation about like basically like you did this or you're the kind of the reason why she's like you know you guys are in this kind of spot then you're a relationship whatever it's such a regular conversation and then you get that first big boom from like the explosion mm. it scares me every fucking time and I've seen the movie like a handful of times like I was like in my room alone and jumps like little bitch for like no <laughs> reason but it's like it's always just loud and out of nowhere And but it's like yeah. it's jarring that, that first one is like completely jarring
0: and, and it's terrifying feel, like, yeah yeah
1: like you like you feel like you're kind of like the way the camera kind of starts shaking the way like you feel like you're in that which is why like these movies can kind of work because they make you feel like you are there like in the action and, like in the middle of it um
0: mm.
1: but yeah that first one gets me every single time and i i, and I can i vividly recall when we saw it in the theater and i was the only one like other people jumped in our, in our row of friends but i like jumped the most and everyone like <laughs> La- laughed at me I was like wasn't expecting yeah. it I was like I was so no, focused uh, on like there's relationship conversation about the girl <laughs> and like, well don't feel do we- bad. we're
0: we're hardwired <laughs> to be afraid of loud noises it doesn't usually mean a good thing so I think it is effective and like you said just with found footage you are just so much more drawn into the what's going on in the film they just by nature of them of you feeling like you're there the movie just comes across as being so much more realistic. So I I think it's just, you know, some good effective sound design to get the the audience a little spooked out, which it just did its job. No, I wouldn't feel bad.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Even though I'm I'm still jumping at it at 38 years old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, You know, speaking of like the sound design and just how it looks, even though it's a found footage movie, it's a $25 million budget. Um, Wow. I think that for all the, there's a lot of like, huge kind of set pieces in this movie despite the fact that like it's you know a smaller budgeted like it feels like you're making like a small budget like summer release almost without like having to um right. you know all the initial chaos in the streets with all the military people with them trying to like run to like you know initially like some kind of safety and then realizing that they need to go get beth um they are on that bridge and they get separated from uh mm. his brother um yeah you know what? i i also didn't notice so is it the is it the thing's tail that breaks that breaks the bridge and have Or it like it must is, are, be
0: it looks like a tentacle or something oh, it's something it, yeah it's probably a tail I don't when, know. I first saw,
1: when i first saw that in theaters i was like i was like, I was like what the fuck broke the bridge because <laughs> i was i didn't see right. anything and then when i was right. watching it last night i was like oh maybe i think maybe there's still um also sad too like because like even though you don't spend a ton of time with like him
0: the brother yeah, but yeah
1: yeah but you get like that's why those like 15 20 minutes are important though because like yeah good point. You know it you know you, you now you feel bad for rob now you now you feel bad for her. the girlfriend uh lily played by jessica lucas now there's like a whole you know plethora of people now that like guy mm. just lost his brother and like and i guess if you think about the plot further like he was moving to like possibly change his life for the better like even though he was leaving the girl that he was in love with and now like in a in a matter of like moments his whole life is like completely changed like now his brother's gone that's right the girl that he is like in love with might be gone uh which is probably why you know he needs to do what he needs to do to go find exactly um speaking of like pretty decent uh emotional moment that's handled really well when they get down in the tunnel and i think I think it's his parents that call him, the mom or something calls him.
0: Yeah. And he gets on and mom, he gets yeah. on
1: the phone and it's like a really quick moment, but it feels so real where it's like you can tell what he's telling her. And like, yeah, like it's just really things that you wouldn't think of doing in movies like this hmm. normally that you would gloss over. Um it's and just focus on like, you know, the mayhem of it all.
0: I'm glad there's like right.
1: character character beats like that.
0: There's some good um, human moments spread with that, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, um, I'm glad you brought up the tunnel thing too, because that was another uh, another scene that still still terrifies me. Um, it's it's the night vision, it's, and it's such a great way to reveal it. And it's the fucking noise yes, that they it make. <laughs> uh,
0: it starts with the rats all running away oh, in the oh, same right, direction, yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. you know something running away from something. Yeah. And I think that is a great subtle build to the other little monsters. And yeah. someone, called, one of the characters, was like they're all running in the same direction and should, as yeah. a viewer you're just like I pick up on this like they're obviously running from something and then by the time the creatures are revealed by by the night vision oh it's just such an astounding scene one of my favorite sequences in the movie without a doubt
1: yeah and what a cool little thing to have because like to think that like the only threat is like the monster that's like outside mm-hmm. and then to know that these like little things are coming off of it and like when they show it initially mm-hmm. attacking like i think they're watching footage on like tv somewhere and it just yeah. shows that thing like attacking like it's yeah uh, like no, you kind no, of forget but, about them yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> and uh of course you think everyone got out of that like safely like you know uh Marlena mm-hmm. gets a Marlena gets a badass moment to save uh someone and then of course one jumps on her hud kind of, yeah yeah, Hudd, yeah she and saves hud which is
0: ironic crazy <laughs> because they,
1: because
0: they were getting along at the beginning of the movie no um, you can tell she wants nothing to do with them and then that ends up not in her favor yeah. um quick point about the tumble scene uh i read just in doing some digging last night so supposedly they filmed the what's known i guess on set they referred to the smaller creatures as the parasites and the parasites were originally filmed they used puppets as them and uh i think matt reeves or drew goddard or whoever agreed that they just looked too goofy so they ended up i think using cgi for them which i I think you could kind of it it kind of aged the film a bit like they didn't look great. At, there's a couple scenes where they're just moving really fast, and you can kind of say there's some shaky CGI, but I think it would have been cool to see them use this bits. Yeah, a little bit. But, oh, yeah, well. wow. I liked what we got, too.
1: Well, I think for what, I mean, and, like, they always tell you to, which is, like, kind of, like, it goes back to, like, the marketing of this and how they presented it. Um, the monster is a bit more scary, right, the less you see it. So, like, I think it's cool yes. that, like, like you said, we really don't get, like, a really good shot of, like, clover or like what you want to call it like until later, yeah, later yeah. movie, yeah yeah it's way later in the movie and then to give that reveal of like the parasites just through like the night vision um mm. that's a good way to kind of reveal them as well especially because you feel like they're down this tunnel and they're safe like you you got you've gotten this <sighs> like sen- you've gotten this sense of like okay like everything that's going to shit is like above them and they're fine <clears throat> uh and then to know that like there's this other threat that's there, um, and just all that fucking noise and like anything that looks like it oh, crawls yeah. on you like this, like it, yeah, like
0: big spider things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not very like, really uh, good. It's
1: so gross. It's, gross. it's, it's so gross. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's interesting though. About like, I wonder how that would have looked with the puppets.
0: I would love to have seen it. I think it would have been probably the better play. I mean, I trust their gut. They obviously like didn't think they looked. The best that they could have looked, but I just think it would have been interesting. Like I'm a big proponent of, um, uh, what am I thinking of here? Not CGI, uh, practical effects. Like whenever practical you offense. use practical effects, I always think it's the best chance or best choice to go with. Um, I agree. With you, uh, we got what we got. It's it's it is what it is. They'd still look creepy and terrifying, and uh, they get the point across. But yeah, it would have been great to see them as practical. But yeah, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, um, what did you want to touch on?
0: Uh, just what on the think? note of the effects there, I found myself in awe of how they shot some of the destruction sequences on found footage style in New York. You see like the whole street is just full of debris, destroyed cars, buildings are yep. fire. And I'm like, I was just so amazed at how the production team had, had kind of produced destroyed New York city on such a low quality, you know, kind of film style. I just thought it was really right. impressive.
1: Well, you know, it's it, it's interesting too. Like, uh, you know, I I assume that like we were like <laughs> shooting a lot of it, like actually like in New York City. Like, it, it seems like it like would be, mm. most of it would be. Um, you know, they did a lot of it uh, on the Warner Brothers Studio backlot in Burbank, California. They created a lot of like what would be like their like New York uh, on the yeah. backlot. Which is like really be cool. way too I mean,
0: expensive to film in. Oh, probably. for especially
1: especially for like you I know, mean, because you have to like, you know, you're clearing like you know a large area of like streets and like that. And yeah, like, and you have and you only have a twenty five million dollar budget, so I think that like exactly. But to recreate, it a good job, the, though. Yeah, recreate like they said. The scenes of tanks firing at the creature while the main characters hide in the stairwell were filmed on Industry in Industry Street at at the Warner Brothers Studio Backlot. Some interior shots were taped on the soundstage at in Downey, California, Uh, and then um, they actually filmed in Coney Island as well for some of the uh the extra the early footage with like Beth and uh Rob uh going on dates and stuff like that. Um, and then the outside scenes of Sephora and the electronics store uh that they run into filmed in downtown la which makes sense because downtown la oh cool it it is our own little new york (laughs) not as massive but like you know it has the same look um but yeah i think it's cool like me to like i i love that like you can watch that and feel like you're not being faked out uh
0: yeah it was impressive to see
1: yeah especially in that style of filmmaking too like having to shoot like that um i think is like really really impressive probably the most of all the found footage movies, even the really popular ones that still kind of hold up. This probably is the best looking one. And probably uh, just in terms of like the overall production probably feels the best. Like, I think it kind of like, it doesn't feel like it does a good job of feeling like you're watching like found footage, but it doesn't mm. come off cheap either. Um, right. Which is like, you know, oppressive on, on their side of things that's no that's really cool i thought that was amazing to watch
0: on the note of uh california and uh, the where the production studios were located uh one interesting bit of trivia that i had i've always wondered where like what relation the name cloverfield has to the movie because besides like obviously on set they call the monster clover um there's no mention of clover or clover field anywhere in the movie so i guess what i found out last night was uh jj abrams studio bad robot productions and i think that's what it's called is located yep. um in california and i guess Cloverfield is i don't know if, i can't remember if they said it was the name of a street or a region or an area kind of like where his studio is located and that's i guess where they got the name from which i thought was neat
1: oh you know you know what's crazy about that tidbit of trivia Mm. like i remember how i told you like back when this movie was coming out and we were just yeah. like, all like and then we find out what the title was we're just all on the internet like what does it mean <laughs> like trying yeah. to, find, like, yeah. t- try <laughs> to find like a deeper a deeper like meaning to like right no it's just named after like a place he goes to <laughs> like oh, just really yeah. funny <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> like nothing no, no of, real like,
0: significance it just sounds cool
1: <laughs> well yeah i yeah i thought that that is really funny actually like if because if you could have saw us back then just like trying to find anything that we could find on like what is what this movie, <laughs> what, what is, what is this movie telling? like yeah and we were getting nothing <laughs> at, at yeah. all. But, you know, I don't know but yo, that was, by was cool de- to I have an answer that was by design though so you know that's yeah. I think that's really cool um let me see there was something I wanted to pull up um where was it oh it's about the teaser trailer okay um okay so because like um because the movie just came out on and I I think I will be getting this it just came out on 4k uh so he's been doing a lot nice. of uh, inter- interviews for it because it's the 15th and 15th uh anniversary um so he was talking uh to Collider and he said um they were talking Who about is this how, story?
0: is this uh Matt, oh, Reeves, about, about Matt Reeves, Reeves yeah
1: about oh, Matt, okay. Matt Reeves and he was saying like you know like uh talking about the the trailer being attached to uh Transformers and like we're like we're not going to give a title we're just going to throw the date and, um, and this was before production even finished so he was like basically saying that he was scared shitless about like them doing it this way, mm-hmm. and he said. When the trailer came out, I remember going to see it, it was the fourth of July, and I remember going to the Cinerama Dome and going to watch the trailer and watching the reaction like wow this is amazing it was so exciting. And then my first feeling was that I was thrilled and then suddenly I was like wait. This is horrifying because we shot a week and a half of this movie. I don't know what the movie is and everybody else is going, what is this movie? I mean, we had a script uh, and we were sh- and we were shooting very early on, but we really didn't know what it was yet.
0: <laughs> that just seems so unconventional and probably was terrifying. Yeah. Not knowing what your movie would become.
1: Yeah. And then like that is a funny reaction, like to him. You to see the people like, what is this movie? And he's like, I, I don't even know <laughs> fully what it is yet. Um. And then as far as the casting, uh, uh a lot of it, a lot of people in the movie had done stuff, uh, but uh, they said the casting was done in secret and no script was sent to candidates to prevent the leaking upon information. Yeah. Instead of auditioning, actually, with scenes in the film, scripts from Abrams' previous productions were used, so they used scripts from like Alias and Lost to uh, audition all their actors. Right. Um, Apparently,
0: Lizzie Kaplan thought it was like a romance movie or something. And she read <laughs> further into the script and it was like she, she'd signed on thinking it was like a romance movie, which is <laughs> hilarious they, uh, to me.
1: They just they, they just gave her a script from like Felicity and like, hey, here. <laughs> like, this is what this is. Uh, Psych. But yeah, I mean, like I've never so actually I haven't seen Michael Stahl, David, the guy who plays Rob in a lot of stuff in general. Like he's not someone I uh, Mike Vogel, I know because he was in the 2003 uh i think it's 2003 when
0: that came out uh texas chainsaw massacre remake Oh uh, god! yeah
1: he was in that. the one with matt mcconaughey no 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 thank god it's the remake of the original one with jessica beale um he, oh, okay
0: i haven't seen that one he, he dies. A, I can't he, remember. dies
1: a, he dies a pretty horrible horrible death in that um what, what
0: what's the one sorry to get off topic here what's the what's the texas chainsaw one where the girl pulls the gun out of her vagina
1: that's the reason. Oh the nine or the 03. That, That's how that that, I That's the that 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 reason. How, uh, how does he
0: go out in that one?
1: So they go. Uh, they go the. And by the way, like people, people like when we go on tangents like this, and we will use it on our new outtakes that we'll be posting on our. Uh,
0: oh, perfect. Okay, Instagram. great. Uh,
1: so like they go to the house uh, because the boyfriend's already gone in the house, right? And he gets yeah. whacked with the hammer. He gets whacked with the hammer. So Jessica Beale's like, "Well, where's Kemper?" And they all go back to him uh mike vogel's character and her go back to the house because they're like basically like hey my boyfriend was here he hasn't come back and and then uh they're in the scene together where the old man is mad because they snuck back in the house to look for him and then leatherface like opens the sliding door and started chasing them she gets away but then he's running through like all the sheets hanging up uh uh, in front of the house and then leatherface like cuts like his like like right above like his ankle like cuts his foot off and oh. then and then and then hangs him on a meat hook later uh and he is hanging yeah, on that meat, now. hanging on that meat hook when jessica biel finds him and she tries to like lift him off the meat hook and then she loses her grip and makes him fall on the meat hook further oh. and then she he basically tells her to like kill him because he's like he's he's yeah, being yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah and so she she stabs him in the stomach it's a sorry for the uh r-rated tangent about well. but you know <laughs> but you know what guys it's related because he is in cloverfield so like exactly um, he he Full survived his, he survived his texas chainsaw massacre experience and well and then died in this movie too so, so there you go <laughs> he didn't make it Terrible. out alive. Um, um, <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: about the cast there were a couple of faces i recognize that i do not remember i just wouldn't have recognized um in my youth seeing this for the first time but I was yeah. surprised to see Theo Rossi who plays Juice in Sons of Anarchy has a small he, role in, in this yep. movie. He's credited as Antonio, I think. He's got a couple yep. of few minutes in the uh, parody sequence. And then I don't know yep. the, car- the actor's name, but the guy who plays Jonah in the new Superstore comedy show plays um, Beth's new boyfriend. Yep,
1: He's uh, uh, ben, ben Feltman.
0: Yeah, exactly. Ben, That's right. ben Feltman, yeah. I, was, I, knew, uh, I knew this guy from somewhere. By
1: the way, anyway, this cast is full of like... Uh, uh, Ben Feldman uh, was also in the Friday the 13th remake, which was
0: produced by the same right.
1: people that did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. There's a lot of like, <laughs> oh,
0: interesting
1: people from that period uh, being in movies. Jessica uh-huh. Lucas has the girl that plays Lily. She's on a lot of TV uh, and some movies. Uh, uh, she's a Canadian actress, so there's that. Uh, oh, here we and go. And she was also in a horror movie remake. She was in the 2013 Evil Dead and uh she was right in...
0: yeah oh dude speaking of terrible fates yeah I don't what oh, yeah she got, she one. got Jesus. yeah brutal
1: yeah on the film side of things she was also in uh she's the man and that awkward moment and she's done mostly tv though like long-term roles on different shows like uh the resident uh the reboot of Meryl's place uh she did the reboot of 90210 um yeah so they've all kind of been in a lot of the only one i don't really know Now i'm just gonna click on him now because i mentioned him michael stahl david who played rob (laughs) um he was uh, was on an nbc show called the black donnellys and uh, i guess cloverfield is his biggest movie from Mm. what i can see
0: and yeah he's on
1: like like law and order episodes and like stuff like that Uh, yeah
0: okay yeah, it was TJ Miller's debut as well, I read last night, which was, uh, I mean, pretty interesting movie to start off with. And he did a good job, I think. Like, he was a yeah, comedian, was. I think, at the point.
1: Yeah, yeah he was. Um, uh, <laughs> it kind of sucks how he goes, too, I guess. That, that And that's when we get our first yeah. really good good glimpse of yeah. uh, the monster, like during the yeah. day, like right up in Right his up face. close. Uh, I, and looking down on him, I don't know why he doesn't make moves to so run. So that's like a lot of people I know hate found footage movies for this reason. Because there's no, no possible way you would hold on to the camera, at, like, that long, right? That's so a like, good point. And, they, and they and they throw in lines in this movie to make you like, oh, we have to document this. Like, people need to know, like that. Like, I get what right. they're trying to do, but like, none of us would be holding on to the camera like,
0: any no, longer. Of course not. At
1: this point, and the fact that like in that scene that he's, I mean, I guess he would be in shock when he's like looking up, and mm. filming him straight on. No one would be doing that. But, you know, we needed it, we, we needed it for the moment anyway. So yeah. it's fine.
0: <laughs> like, it works. you not going to look too deep into it. No, but exactly. Why people would be annoyed by that stuff, but whatever. Irrelevant. Um, uh,
1: I remember when, when I first saw it in theaters, when they finally get to Best Apartment, and it's, like, clearly, like, leaned over like it's like i just remember my friend my friend was next to me he's like man this is dead like see (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's like why they go i was like i know shut up and it's kind of a funny like thing to look at now where you're like they went through all this and they and they all have the same reaction like when they get there like oh there's no way and he still insists like no we gotta go we gotta go Um, and you know what ended up working out because she was alive but like pretty fucking injured impaled <laughs> by
0: a rebar pipe <laughs> yeah, though, yeah which would have sucked uh, and i'm and that, i'm glad uh, they don't show her them lifting her off and they put the camera strategically behind a lump of concrete or something you can just right. hear them lift all, her up. all you
1: all you need to hear oh. is that sound and her reaction yeah, to it. yeah. and that's all and that's
0: effective you, enough
1: and that's all you need to make that work and then those little fucking parasites are in the building too
0: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah briefly <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. i'm glad you mentioned that that uh crippled building set because you just reminded me of a point i want to touch on that there's a sequence where they're kind of crawling up the dilapidated. So there's a straight up building and then Beth's apartment, which is like kind of leaning on it. And they kind of crawl over the top of the slanted building, the roof to get into it. And uh, I just thought that right. was kind of cool. That set would have been interesting to film on and thought it looked good.
1: No, it does. It does really look good. And, inverted. And, yeah. And you kind of feel, you really feel like their are like unsteadiness throughout that whole scene too. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's just another good example of like, there's so many different, like, uh, moments in the movie that have nothing to do with the monster or the parasites that are like just scary in their own right because it's like how the, how you how are you going to get out of this kind of situation mm-hmm. like you know you have like like even like the chaos of like the military just being around on the streets while like all those military people are like shooting at it trying to kill it like you're mm-hmm. in the middle of that crossfire or they're in the middle of that crossfire too like so there's potential danger and like all of that as well so it's like i like when movies like this like it's not just about like what this what the creature's doing it's like you know there's all these other things that could potentially like you know take them out and like yeah very like realistically done I think you a yeah, yeah I agree it's very
0: hostile environment
1: yeah and you can feel the chaos dude like I mean I watched it like watching it on surround sound like the bullets are like flying everywhere <laughs> while you're while you're watching it and it's like Hanks. uh yeah, and like for a movie everywhere. like like they yeah. like said a movie with a $25 million budget, the sound design sounds like it's a big budget, like yeah, like blockbuster movie, the way that it um it's they, well, they they handle all that.
0: In hindsight, I'm sure that's where most of the budget went because it's not like I doubt they really had to pay their actors a whole lot. They were probably relatively unknowns at that point, so yeah. probably didn't demand much of a salary. So leave some you know- budget le- left over for the sound and effects
1: that's true too. I think for those actors, you take those roles for the experience. Cause I'm pretty sure they probably didn't get paid a, a ton of money. Um, uh,
0: yeah, exactly. And,
1: and honestly, I think it's a hard, they're hard roles to play. Cause it's not like, you know, you're supposed to be playing real people. Not like, you know, right. Like, right. And, and then like the physical, like demand of it too, uh, that had to be like pretty intense as well. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah i imagine that yeah all the money went to like the all the like technical stuff and <laughs> exactly they, and they just got to be in a really cool movie <laughs> and
0: and put, put a few on yeah. the map so
1: yeah Good for that I, I agree i agree um anything else about the making of it that you want to touch on anything while you're watching it
0: uh, i think we oh actually yeah there was one other I'm going to pull this out. There's two names I came across when I was, I was just IMD being this last night and was really surprised to see two people attached to this movie that I didn't expect to see. Um, So apparently do you remember uh, near the end of the movie when um the military is about to use, they don't necessarily say when they're going to use what's likely a nuke to take out this monster because they right. eventually they through conventional means they can't take it out. So then they're, I can't remember right. these the use an acronym. Anyway, so there's these uh, big air sirens that are going off to yeah. com- signal the commencement of this bombing run. And yeah. I guess the idea of those air sirens uh, apparently was Steven Spielberg's idea, no less. The man of himself, course. he came oh, up with that course. idea to have that air siren. I thought that was super cool. Um, And then the uh, another name I saw, I was surprised to see. So the visual main effects supervisor, there's two of them, one of which Phil Tippett, who last year – did his uh mad god his third oh, yeah. making animation um, yeah. so he was he was a uh, he was involved that's in that awesome. movie too it was pretty that's, cool to see that
1: that's really cool um yeah i'm glad that you brought up uh the something new because like um when i was watching it last night when they did you know when they it's decided at this point like they have to do this in order to take out the monster um mm. and it's and i think uh it's that initial disappointment of like When they think they've killed it, right? Like when they think they've kind Mm. of like destroyed it, and then you you get that one last, it it like jumps and like hits the helicopter and like it completely spins out or whatever. Um, That scene is like jarring and really cool. But what I still was surprised it still got to me like 15 years later is I'm getting that is what that kind of situation would be like. If you're like, if you were in a situation like, hey, this thing, we can't destroy it, this is the only thing that might be able to. Yeah, there are still like civilians out there that might, you know, mm. they they're they're gonna die. But like, mm. this is like, you know, this is a that's a lesser of two evils at this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. So when you when you hear that like that to stuff, like I was like when I was watching last night, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this is like where this goes. And then they cut right. a and then they cut a huddle under that tunnel together, and like of course have the camera on himself where he's like, you know, basically saying like. This is what happened. Like, this is who he is. Like, mm. when the attack when the attack started, um, that first explosion that kind of knocks the camera down, but they're still like alive, and you can hear like, like yep. him say like I love you" and it's, or she says "I love you" or whatever They order both it is.
0: actually, but they both yeah, yeah. It, yeah.
1: And then that last one that that you know completely, and then it's over. Like it's it's like a gut punch a little bit. Like <laughs> like no happy endings whatsoever. Nope. And then it, and then it ends on like I guess a happy moment like having that mm. footage of them together from their, you know, previous like dates and like going out and my
0: favorite moment in the movie is it's right a real after that moment.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And like, you know, they say like, you know, she basically says like I, I had a really good day and it's like a really like nice moment between them. Yeah. But then taking you back to mm. when I first saw this in 2008, cause I didn't notice this when I saw it in the theater, it wasn't until like I got home and other people were talking about yeah. it. They're like, Oh, so you realize, like, when they were on their date, like at Coney—I guess wherever they're they're at. yeah That is that is when the thing first like drops in the water, and I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like whatever like, it was, and I was like, I was like, what dropped in the water? They're like, dude, something like fell in the water, like they showed. And I was yep. like, really? So I didn't see it when I initially saw it in theaters. It wasn't until later, and I was like, oh, so it's like, is that cool when the detail, thing? Is that man. when the, the thing kind of came and it was already there? And I don't know for how long, but like, yeah, that's a really cool little
0: touch. I thought it was. Like just the fact that it's not um like focused on at all or hyped up, but it's just if you happen to be looking in the right corner of the screen as you see this like meteor or object fall into the ocean, you may catch it, you may not, and that is the catalyst for the rest of the movie, which is in the last shot of the film, which was of a sequence before the events of the film. I just thought that was like a super cool detail. And I love picking up on that. I don't remember when I would have caught that detail. I doubt I noticed it when I was a kid, but I did remember to look for it yet last night. And yeah, that was, I uh... really cool. I felt
1: kind of stupid that I didn't see it when, like, when I first saw it. I was like, cause like when you're oh, watching it, it's like, not big, it's not big at all. But I guess like when you're looking for it, you do see it. You're like, oh yeah, there it is. Um, right. but what, what a fun little thing to do. Like you, like as a viewer, you think the movie is like, it is over, but it's giving you this like one little hint that like earlier, mm. this is all, this all like kind of started then and however yeah. long it, however long it took for this thing to like wake up or do whatever. Uh, it's a
0: nice cherry on top of the movie i really love that detail
1: yeah and i i also love too i mean are there going to be people that want to watch a movie like this and want like answers and like mm. where did it come from what is it i don't need that i'm perfectly fine with like no. this being like you know because exactly. that's what because honestly for some of us that is what it would be in real life like we wouldn't know what was completely was going on like if this happened you know for real like we'd be in the dark about yeah. a lot of it so like That's a great point. Yeah, so that's why I never mind uh when there's like when things are more ambiguous. You don't have to tell us everything. I don't need to know like all the details mm. of it. Um so um like we said Cloverville opened on January 18th, 2008 in 3,411 theaters and it grossed 16.9 million on its opening day and made 40.1 million on its opening weekend. At the time, it was the most successful January release. Uh up until Ride Along in 2014, uh, which had a weekend gross of forty one point five million. And then it also uh, beat Titanic and Blackout down to have the biggest Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend and opening weekend gross uh, at the time of his release. Worldwide worldwide, it grossed one hundred and seventy point six million dollars at the global box office. Now, this is how you kind of can tell uh, everyone didn't love it it got a c cinema score when it came out from opening night people so like so i guess like for everyone like you know like for me i thought it lived up to the hype for other people they might have been like you know and mm -hmm. that's and i I guess that's the pros and cons of having like a marketing campaign like that where you build up so much like anticipation for it that you know you're bound you're bound to disappoint somebody um but yeah even though it made 170 million dollars worldwide it only made 80 million dollars here in the in like north america and canada so like that still
0: tripled, tripled its budget that's still tripled,
1: yeah still triple its budget so like yeah i wouldn't uh dare take uh take that away from uh
0: made it. more than babylon and fableman's combined so that's true <laughs> that's, that's true I, I,
1: <laughs> I guess you could just tell how like front-loaded it was here like having a $40 yeah. million dollar having a 40 million dollar opening weekend and then only making 80. By the time you and your run is like okay it's a pretty, that's a, like a, that's big, a pretty big drop. drop off
0: but yeah you i know, didn't consider it like that but that's a great point but still you know like
1: 25 million by 25 million dollar budget it made money and made a profit for paramount uh 78 fresh rating on Ron tomatoes in the that's so,
0: yeah
1: it's good i think that's fine it says a sort of Blair Witch Project Crossed with Godzilla, Chlorophyll is economically paced, stylistically clever, and filled with scares. Uh Roger Ebert, wow, was still alive when this movie came out. I always forget like when he passed yeah. away. But he uh was one of the major critics to give it three stars out of four and said that it was a pretty scary movie at times. Uh, but and a lot of people actually did bring this up that it it evokes a lot of like 9-11 uh kind of uh uh, feelings in a lot of people because, like, that's what happens when you watch a movie about that's New York being like yeah. dev- devastated in a certain way, which is why a lot of people always are like, Why in disaster movies is it, is it always New York that gets like pummeled by some right. kind of like catas- catastrophic? <laughs> it's not New York, event? it's
0: LA. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, what did, what did we do? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, you know, well, well received in the end. And then, like, you know, this isn't about like those other two movies, but like, we never really got like. A direct sequel to it, um, but which I, don't know how I, I mean, how do you? I'm explain not it? upset it, about. Is it like are, are we, how are you? How are describing what Ten Cloverfield Lane is and the Cloverfield mm-hmm. Paradox? Is this just like in the same universe? Is that what they're
0: well, trying yeah, to that's say? That's not even. That's not it, it. It is, but it's not even really conclusive how they really tie in. I haven't seen Cloverfield Paradox yet, um, but I have seen Ten Cloverfield Lane many times yeah. and enjoy that one as well. They just feel like they're, you know, cut from the same cloth, loosely in the same universe. I just, I'm still not even sure how the movies connect. Um, yeah. but I, I think that approach is better, like the one they took in Ten Cloverfield Lane, than it would be to have a direct sequel to the first one. I yeah. wouldn't have cared for that. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it says that Tin Cloverfield Lane was developed from a script called The Cellar, but under production at Bad Robot, it was turned into a spiritual successor to 2008's Cloverfield. Hmm. Um, so it, it seems like they're just trying to say that it's like within like the same like space, but not like an official sequel. I actually think Tin Cloverfield right. Lane is very good. And I kind of like that you don't Me really well. get, I'm, you, I'm glad that you don't really get a tangible connection if there is one really until like the very end of the movie or it's just kind of like oh well yeah there was all this madness going on in this room where they were locked up in and it's like is it like oh is he telling the truth is there really something going on up there or is he just crazy hmm. uh turns out he wasn't crazy <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: well he was crazy no, but like <laughs> he was <laughs> like, crazy oh.
0: but he was also right yeah <laughs> you yeah know, uh, i'm sure you do damien chazelle co-wrote that screenplay isn't that crazy yeah he is crazy yeah I crazy. couldn't believe it. I noticed that a few years after I got the DVD, I was like, "Wait a minute! He he did that in between, uh, in between Whiplash and La La Land. Wrote that script or co-wrote it. Oh. I thought that was awesome."
1: And I just, I just logged into uh, my work at CBR. I want to go back to what you said about the Easter egg at the end of the movie. It says yep. that Cloverfield's most famous Easter egg was a last-minute edition. Matt Reeves says uh, the Easter egg, which hints the creature's origins being an object falling from the sky that it was added pretty late. We were finishing the visual effects and thought it would be pretty cool to see the moment where it does come down. And the special effects seemed, yeah, we can do that. We knew that we wanted to have an Easter egg and the kind of thing that kind of helped uh, points out to audiences like uh, when the event might have occurred, but we didn't want to draw too much attention to it. Um, He feels that people picked up on it quickly. I I didn't. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, said that it was a very last minute edition, but he's glad that he uh, threw it in there. And then on that note, why there was no official sequel, he wanted to do one. Um, but he told Collider, our schedules just didn't line up, line up in that way. We absolutely right afterwards were talking about it. I had a bunch of ideas. I know Drew Goddard had ideas. I'm sure JJ Abrams had ideas. And We were talking about stuff, but then we got swept into some other things, and we thought, well, maybe we'll come back to it. And obviously, we end up finding another way to do other iterations. So I think even he is saying that, like Tin Cloverfield Lane, Cloverfield Paradox, they're not direct sequels. They're just kind of like okay,
0: insanely, loosely, yeah, attached. Yeah, <laughs> very, very, very loose, loosely attached.
1: That yeah, very, very, loosely
0: attached. It works for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm maybe cool. We'll with that. See more in the future. Yeah, yeah, and um yeah i mean even i mean even watching it last night 15 years later i think it still holds up uh really well and um yeah i mean i was just in i'm still shocked that it's this old
0: i know (laughs) Um, man trust me uh, 15 years when i was nine when it came out to now like it just seems like so much time has passed but I, i was curious what you rated this movie out of 10 7.5
1: 7.5 if, I you, think if, you,
0: if you rate your movies that i don't know if you yeah, do, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I think yeah. it's 7.5 i think it's like yeah yeah i i am reluctant that's to good. rate higher, higher uh i think when i first saw it i would have rated higher um
0: i right. do love that. i agree I do love, me too
1: i do love that it's like short and to the point like it's not a long movie um i love that it's hour like 20 rare, yeah yeah it's very like that and that is a, a very good move i think that helps a lot um big time yeah but yeah, I think that you know, for the most part, uh, seven point five out of ten works. What would you give it?
0: So last night, because I like I had rated it just with anticipation of mentioning this today, I I gave it like a don't don't be detract. This number isn't meant to detract. I gave it a solid like a good six out of ten. Uh-huh. Um, but having talked about it today uh, and just like you know, talking and loving it up a little bit. Like I do, I think I'd bump that up to a 7 out of 10. Like just, I did have a good time with it and there's lots of love about it. Um, Even if it's, there's lots of love off the screen that you don't necessarily see, like just the production behind it. And and this legacy, I think, add to my rating of it. So yeah, I'm okay with like a six and a half, seven out of 10 on that one. It it was a good watch. Holds up nice.
1: I'm gonna throw you another question uh, just to see what you think. Do you think it is a better example of, effective marketing rather than a good movie on its own
0: you know what i think those two things go hand- if it didn't have the marketing that it did and if it, if right. it was marketed in a more traditional modern sort of way the mo- i don't think i would enjoy the movie as much i think it would have i may have been in the camp that was didn't finally live up to the hype but be- because i think the marketing did contribute overall to to how the film was received even though i wasn't really paying attention to the marketing at that time i'm aware of it now in my adulthood and uh think it's really clever and can appreciate it looking back so yeah yeah i would say that it is a great example of marketing yeah yeah
1: yeah i think they i think they both coincide with each other i think that it reminds me like we talked about paranormal activity did it the blair witch project was arguably the first one to really do this in a really really realistic way where like a lot of us who were young were like is this really is this true? Are we really watching like footage of these like these this these like right. kids? Like yeah, like so like it's
0: the really father fan footage. Yeah. No,
1: like yeah, and so in that case, I don't think that lived up to the expectations I had for it. Um I thought Chlorophyll did a little bit more. Uh same thing with okay. Period, or, or activity. I think Paramount Activity lives up to uh its marketing a bit more too. Um but yeah, I mean like I said, I wish more movies took this approach. I, I mean maybe every movie can't. Um, but like, I think yeah. the, I think the less is more thing is really good. Like, don't tell me everything. And like in the marketing, like intrigue me enough to like be yeah. interested in seeing it. Um, but yeah, I, I also want to point out too, that like, 10 Cloverfield Lane did the same thing where it dropped its first, uh, TV spot in the middle of the Super Bowl uh, last that year, no That's- one had heard of it no one had really known that it was in production and all we got was like that trailer and then tin cloverfield lane everyone was like oh and everyone just assumed that it was a sequel to cloverfield so right. it was the same like kind of idea of like let's surprise everyone uh mm. by doing it that way
0: a lot of uh could learn a lesson i think from how to market your movie from cloverfield at the end of the day that's the biggest lesson i think to be learned from this movie is that it yep. is a great effective marketing example and other movies would do would be good to follow in its used. I agree. Um, before we wrap up here, I got a few people that
1: I asked, like, when, when did they first uh, see it, um, okay. what their experience was with it. All from Instagram. Uh, Jay Built for More, he's actually a bouncer at a local bar that we go to in Hermosa Beach, California. He responded to it. Uh, he said he saw an opening night. The hype was unmatched. The disappointment after, though, ha ha ha. <laughs> he was, so he's one of the people that was like disappointed with it after. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tales underscore from underscore the underscore Chris said uh saw it in two thousand eight in theaters and that his mom got very nauseous by the end of it. I was like that would happen at the end there. <laughs> I was like, that would happen at It'd the end so there, great. right? I know, all right. Yeah. Um uh where did I leave off? Actually, uh I'll just, re- I'll just read that last one again. Uh, so tales yep. underscore from the underscore, the underscore Chris, and he saw it in 2008 in theaters with his mom. His mom got very nauseous from the shaky cameras. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, heard about that Tyler, uh Tyler, Bernard reviews movies, saw it July, 2016. So uh, way after it came out. Uh, I am Nick James saw it in 2010. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Ginger. ninja dot jk thought <laughs> saw it, saw, it, saw it in the theaters as well and loved it um film fan seven saw it in 2012 sorry i was late to the party <laughs> and then Meg made the as long as you're there it. as long as you're there and it made the gates on opening weekend it's my favorite movie of all time wow right i say that's a bold impact statement yeah. yeah i like it <laughs> i like it i like it um well, yeah, uh, I think we covered uh, most of what we uh, need to cover on
0: Cloverfield. Um, Certainly, fifteen years later, uh, guys. Ugh, if yeah. you haven't had the chance to see it, comes recommended. Would you recommend Cloverfield, Gaius? I I would
1: totally recommend Cloverfield. Um, is it anywhere? Is it stream anywhere?
0: It must. I have no idea, though. I can't answer. Oh, you know what?
1: No. I wonder. I wonder. I'm gonna look this up for you guys, just in case you're like, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to buy it on 4K even though you should because physical media is amazing yes um, it is um but apparently oh that makes sense paramount plus because it is a paramount movie you can, oh, watch yeah. it on, of... you can watch it on paramount plus or you can pay for it on amazon prime um in case you need to uh check it out uh before uh your own anniversary rewatch of it um yeah so there will be more anniversary episodes uh coming up. I know I'll pick some. Uh, Jackson will pick some. Um, by the way, just so you guys know, everyone's like, do we only cover uh, anniversaries for movies that we love? No, you know, sometimes it's fun to cover ones for movies that are like aren't that good too, because like they make an impact in their own right. Um, That's a great point. We didn't do this last year. I want to do it. But we didn't have time. Like, I don't like Attack of the Clones. I would have done an anniversary episode on that movie uh, last year, but we did not do it. But, like, there is there is room for bad movie anniversary episodes as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll look down that list and we'll find some stuff. If there's anything in particular that stands out, um, that'll be our next pick. But Cloverfield was our first. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to the episode. And, um, as always, you can listen to us across all of our various podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, good pods wherever you want to listen to our fine voices jackson has a mic his voice is fine my voice is here at- <laughs> yeah, <no, right>. my <laughs> voice is mostly back after a mild case of laryngitis ahead of uh the new year
0: oh shit oh, i did not know you had yeah that.
1: yeah i it just
0: it sounded uh, better than everybody
1: I, yeah it almost was gone i was like i don't even know if we can record the monday that we did and oh, it, oh no I, and then it came back so yeah uh, so yeah, uh, you'll be hearing more from us soon, a lot this week, a few special episodes, this one, and our regular episode, and then you'll hear our Oscar nominations one uh, next week as well. So you got a lot to hear from us guys, and I hope you enjoy it. So until next time, peace.